0: This is Bookmarked and Busy, part of the Geeky Waffle Network.
1: So welcome to Bookmarked and Busy, a podcast where I, a fanfic reader, talk to some really cool people in the fanfic community, from writers to artists and everyone in between. I am here to be the nosy friend, to get all the details for you on your favorite content on AO3 and beyond. Um, With that being said, please remember that this is a 18 plus podcast, so check the show notes for any content warnings and trigger warnings, and feel free to message if we miss noting anything down there. My name is Ren, and this week I'm joined with Sarah, who is a fanfic author under the name Leggies, and predominantly writes Ginger Rose, which I'm very excited about because I haven't thus far gotten to talk to anyone who specifically writes like mostly Ginger Rose, so that'll be really fun to dive into that today. So thanks for joining. I'm sorry that you're not feeling well, but how are
0: you? <laughs> I'm super good. I'm just having a I'm having myself a little Beth March summer just a uh, kind of wasting <laughs> way, like a victorian child but it's <laughs> it's <see what laughs> me. i just kind of lay in bed and have my husband bring me things so there you go <laughs> that's the best
1: well i mean like <laughs> i'm sorry that you're sick but like also having someone to just be there to take care of you is always the best uh, well thanks for coming on i'm so excited to talk to you um for anyone who potentially doesn't know um i was going to do a panel at emerald city comic-con but um the covid and the monkeypox situation at the time was extreme and (laughs) uh, at the time they were not requiring masks uh and some of my guests didn't feel comfortable going but uh sarah was going to be on the pod and or on the episode um for the panel which i was really excited to like have someone there that i didn't know yet and to like Meet off the internet so maybe next year <laughs> <laughs> maybe sometime <laughs> maybe yeah maybe the next year will be a little bit better and we don't have to worry about things as much but um yeah cool so let's just dive right into to the episode here and um, kick off with what I always ask people is kind of how you got into fan fiction both reading and then what made you start writing and how that writing journey has been for you
0: Ooh, so I basically since about when I was a kid, I've always uh, been that super imaginative, like wanders around by myself thinking about stories and stuff like that. Um, but my official like fanfic journey started, um, I think when I was in fifth grade, um, I had a little band of buddies in like the gifted and talented class. So <laughs> <laughs> um, we got into Death Note um, when we were really young and my friend introduced me to um uh, Gaia online. Um, uh-huh. I'm one of the original Gaia baddies, I guess. So. <laughs> <laughs> I got started uh, less than fanfic on more on role playing. Um, at the time, I think it was in like, God, probably around like 08, 09 or something like that. Uh, the thing to do was um, chat room role plays. Mm-hmm. So I would be on there for like eight hours a day. Um, basically, what chat room role plays were was uh pretending you know role playing as the character like as if they were in a chat room like talking to other characters so mm-hmm. <laughs> um I got started doing that like really young just like trying to uh like I guess embody uh, characters so I got uh, started with that um, and then uh from there I um I got into this fandom it's really embarrassing now um because uh we realized uh, things were a little problematic, but I got into um, <laughs> Axis Powers Italia. Um, oh, my gosh, yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> Internet veterans will recognize. Uh, uh-huh. it, was, think, it was it was dark times, but um, I got really into um, the community there um, on fanfic.net and on LiveJournal.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I think uh, I was mostly blooded on the uh, Italia kink meme, um, which for anybody who doesn't know, the kink memes were like, Threads on Live Journal where you could anonymously post like a uh, request for any pairing, like in any situation or any kink or anything like that. Um, so I would like read like these wild things and like fill all these like wild prompts when I was like probably way too young <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to be getting into that sort of thing. Um, and then kind of from there, um, I was on Live Journal for a long time, uh, like through my teens, through my young adulthood, just always writing. Um, I moved through a few fandoms most of them pretty embarrassing in hindsight um and uh when I saw Last Jedi it had been a while since I had been participating in fandom and so like everybody else that was kind of how I uh found AO3 I think I came into AO3 pretty late um but Raylo really introduced me to like uh the modern fanfic game I should say I feel like there's a lot of uh specific eras of fic with the internet like uh with fanfic.net and live journal and stuff like that mm-hmm. so um through Waylo, I got into AO3 and then kind of from there it's just been all she wrote
1: so I think it's funny that you bring up Hetalia because oh my gosh I do you, do you <laughs> have more uh,
0: memories too <laughs> uh,
1: yeah like I was so I was I watched it and so I didn't but I wasn't like i wasn't a big anime fan but i had seen certain episodes from it because i had friends that were deep 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 into it so yeah, i that was, that was me yeah so like i was around when it was popular and like thriving and then i was around when all the <laughs> drama happened so i got to watch it from the outside but uh, oh my gosh up. yeah that was that was a time uh that that was a time like my friends at the time were so into it that so i don't know if were, were you ever into cosplay
0: at all like, i wasn't super into cosplay myself okay. but i was like adjacent to that like i had a lot of friends okay. who
1: were yeah so so um it, it was like much like homestuck which like oh my gosh if you were around for homestuck <laughs> uh it, it had that same sort of situation where it was so big that like it it was all you saw at conventions at the time from cosplayers and yeah, so man. my my friend group <laughs> at the time hosted these like cosplay teas. so like um they would rent out this thing this building in a church and uh it would be a theme and you would show up in a cosplay and like they would act as the main like the characters from whatever anime it was as like a ho- they were hosting essentially and there would be games and all this stuff and i remember the italia one pretty hardcore i wasn't into it but i showed up and i was like what the fuck <laughs>
0: Oh my god! You're like, Why are all these teenagers in like fucking World War Two? Yeah, yeah <laughs> oh yes, goodness.
1: and also like being horny about it. And I'm like, what is happening? And oh so, my god, yeah, it was yeah. wild. <laughs> the, the decline of Italia was it was uh, pretty interesting to watch. Um, uh, but, yeah. it,
0: was, it was swift and brutal and, and definitely necessary. <laughs> yeah. I didn't really realize at the time like how how problematic a lot of it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I, I do remember that time on the internet and I also do remember uh, role play chats. Uh, I was a part of uh, a role play chat, but it wasn't like, we, we weren't doing characters. We were doing our OCs and so we, and it was on AOL. So no,
0: I our... love that. I love that. <laughs> I had a lot of role play buddies and I would log on literally every single day on AOL, like literally on AIM and we yeah. would just go. It was great. Um, so what,
1: um, What's your What's your Star Wars journey? Because I I always kind of ask that too when when people are on just to see how how they got into Star Wars and how they ultimate ultimately ended up writing Star Wars Fix if they if that's their their um, fandom.
0: So um, I saw TFA when it was like um, on the outs in theaters. My husband mm-hmm. was really really into star wars he literally went to the like opening when they had like a marathon of like all the prequels and the original Mm -hmm. trilogy and all that but i didn't go because i wasn't interested (laughs) he's like a big movie guy but he never like forced me to watch it or anything like that but Uh there was one day when we just like we just decided to go and i remember seeing it and i like was mind blown because um i i remember telling him after i was like that felt like such a like capital C like cinematic experience like yeah. <laughs> I was so excited like seeing Ray like you know be a badass it was just like my a little bit mind-blowing for me because I grew up you know seeing Star Wars like as my dad was playing it or something like that and never being interested but after I saw like Ray and Kylo I kind of I wasn't a, a TFA Reylo unfortunately I feel like people who were are just galaxy brained and you know smarter than the rest of us but, um, <laughs> I, I wasn't I,
1: either to be fair I, I was uh, uh the T- T- last Jedi so uh, <laughs> same. I remember we saw last Jedi
0: I think we saw it like pretty close to opening night because I remembered I loved TFA um I and um I remember the moment that we saw the back-to-back like the throne room scene I was like uh-huh. oh my god just, yep, that's it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> just absolutely going nuts in my little brain. And for days after, I think I saw it twice in theaters again, like, by myself. Like, just absolutely going nuts. I was so in love with it. And then um, I was a Raylo for a long time. Um, and uh, I really enjoyed that. I started a Raylo fic um, that is actually still my most popular fic. Uh, I never finished it. Um, called This Must Be The Place. Um, yeah. And uh, for a while, I was just really into Raylo. I was on Raylo Twitter really intensely in that like very delirious era, from like the release of Last Jedi to release of Rise of Skywalker when we were all just like going insane, like making fan theories yeah. and like learning about like tropes and like death and the maiden meta like that whole iconic era. I was just so into it um through Raylo, I kind of like got introduced to a lot of really interesting like things like people were talking about archetypes and like all of these different story elements and, you know, using what Ryan Johnson had set up. And we were so convinced that like, well, the story is really clearly pointing to like this happening in rise of Skywalker, because, you know, this is how story structures work and stuff like that. And I had never really thought about like story structure and, and things like that uh, very intensely. I'd always just kind of like read and written things kind of passively. Um, But the Raylo fandom is just so like huge and, Full of so many really intelligent people that it just kept me just fascinated for a long time and then of course rise of skywalker happened <laughs> yeah um i remember being on twitter um refreshing the page when people were like going to the premiere and i remember someone posted that gif of the guy like giving a thumbs down um as in like <laughs> ben fellow died and like oh my gosh it was absolutely uh insane <laughs> um and then uh I remember getting, or I remember seeing the, uh, the, the deleted scene that is like the thing that launched Ginger Rose, the, uh, the bite oh, the scene. yeah. Like, I think it was after Rise of Skywalker around the beginning of 2020. Um, yeah. and, you know, after that, after I saw that, my brain chemistry just changed. And so <laughs> I've just been stuck on that ever since.
1: That's so interesting. Cause yeah, I saw that clip, um, as well. And, um so i had a hard time and and maybe it's not just me it could just be also the way star wars the the sequels were formatted but it was very hard for me to ship like anyone in those movies um obviously that wasn't reylo because that's i felt like that was the typical star wars formula was like yeah that's who we're supposed to be like rooting for obviously so like even like when um rose kisses kisses finn i was like i don't i don't feel it like i don't get that's not yeah, same. and it wasn't same. even because i thought he belonged with ray i don't think he belonged with ray at all um but like it it just like didn't work and then when the mm-hmm. the the, the hucks thing happened i was like i I don't get that either. Like so, You're like, so <laughs> yeah. I was like, it was really hard for me. Like, even with Poe, like, oh well, Poe and Finn are the only other two, where I was like, Yeah, that's they're they're an old, like they're they're a married gay couple. Like by oh, the absolutely. last movie, they've been fucking on the ship. Like, like, don't even tell me.
0: So, like that chemistry, was just, like, yeah. it was just like undeniable, it's just beautiful. Yeah. And the actors played
1: them as a couple despite them not wanting to make it canon. So, like it makes sense, but like So, other than Raylo and Stormpilot, like, I could not ship, like, literally anyone else. So, when I had heard about Ginger Rose, I was like, well, I'm wondering, like, where this is coming from. Because they didn't have very many interactions other than, obviously, the deleted scene. Um, And much like any ship, like, that I find out about, I'm always curious, like, what, what happened there? Like, how did you guys come to that conclusion? So, like, what for you made that, like, be... The, like a ship for you, because like yeah, like we only get the one scene, the one deleted scene. <laughs> so what was it about that scene where you're like, yes, actually?
0: <laughs> I think like the sequel trilogy, like one of the tragic things about it is it's just like so like sexless and like kind of chemistryless, except for like Reylo and like Storm Pilot. And I think like um what I really loved about the Ginger Rose clip was. um The fact that, like, they, like, Donal and Kelly, like, kind of do have a little bit of chemistry that, like, just kind of works. Like, I think it's just because Donal himself is just, like, can have chemistry with a rock. It's true. And Kelly, too. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And there are, like, pictures, I think, um, in my origin story, too, for them, there are pictures of, like, Donal and Kelly, like, on a talk show together. And, like, posing at, like, the premiere at Tross. And they just have, like, really good, like, chemistry. And it feels weird to base it off, like, a few pictures. Like, there's barely enough of interaction between them to, like... Make a little fan cam or anything like that. Right. Um, but for me, um, I'm a lo- I really love uh, a really difficult love story. I guess so. The mm. idea of it starting with her like biting the shit out of him <laughs> and then spitting at his feet, I was just like, oh my god! Just hearing angels sing. And um, <laughs> my friend pointed out that uh, Rose is like the only person in the sequel trilogy that Huck's like willingly touches. Like he doesn't touch anybody else, just her. Uh... And also the fact that, like, he doesn't have to give her back her necklace. Like, it's definitely just, like, a a gross, like, power move. But he doesn't have to give her back her necklace and stuff like that. And so just, like, seeing his character be, like, kind of different from the like weasel that he's portrayed as (laughs) in the rest of the in the rest of the series it just really intrigued me um there's also a lot of stuff about their characters that isn't really clear in the movies that uh like I feel like makes them really interesting together as a couple like kind of interestingly compatible um so he's like the uh he's like a technocrat general so he like um he builds the uh, Killer, right? But he also builds mm-hmm. the, like, ship shielding technology that Rose mm-hmm. is, like, directly involved in, like, smashing up and, and just absolutely messing up. So I think there is also, like, a really interesting connection between them, especially, I guess, in Rise of Skywalker. We don't get any of this on screen because, you know, it's a garbage film. But she specifically is researching, like, the First Order ships and, like, the technology that Hux built to, like, defeat it. And so I'm like, okay, there's some really interesting stuff there. That's, like, a really interesting connection between them. And then, of course, there's Spy Hux, which... I think <laughs> it's like kind of a terrible writing decision but I also really love it um yeah and so there's like a really popular uh theory with ginger roses that like rose could have been like the person who is receiving or she was a spy master basically um mm-hmm. like receiving all of his intel and stuff like that because she was like a commander in the resistance squadron and and all that stuff like that so there's like a lot of uh really interesting things that you can build off of but none of it is shown in canon so like I really understand when people are like this is coming from nowhere and you guys are like crack shippers (laughs) but to me I'm like no it makes sense like (laughs) you don't get it like it makes the most sense in the world it makes as much sense as Raylo like a little bit delusional but not really (laughs) yeah
1: well it's kind of like now so it's kind of like when you um the the fandom you like we take photos of, like, Adam Driver and and Ray outside of Star Wars and make, like, AUs. So, like, Mm -hmm. like, I totally get it of, like, looking at photos of Kelly and Donald and being like, ah, yes. (laughs) Like, (laughs) a fic I can write, you know? Like, I 100% understand that. Um, Absolutely. um,
0: Like, in terms of, like, beautiful Barbie dolls to, like, smash together, they just (laughs) are excellent.
1: (laughs) And I guess, yeah, to, like, some uh capacity like the the stuff that we were given in trust as bad of a movie as it is like uh you could you could technically make some really good stories out of like that for Hux and rose like i like i get it
0: (laughs) i guess it's just like where
1: where did it come from originally but like yeah no i i understand so um one of my favorite things that happened to me with Ginger Rose was like when you guys were doing the Ginger Rose like week um I think it was like a couple months ago or um, a month or so now I can't remember what it was but there was like a whole like writing week dedicated to Ginger Rose fix um and that's where I got to read some really good stories and I don't remember if this one of yours was in it, or how I stumbled across it, but I I read it and I was like, ah, shit, that's a that's hot, like that's a good one, <laughs> and it's finer, it's finer things. So, um, I freaking love that story. Uh, oh, I gosh, love you. I love Rose in that story so much because yes, like full body tattoos, like only yes. hands Rose is so hot,
0: God, right. <laughs>
1: um and then of course like the way that you wrote hux and that is also just like like, you guys i I don't really like hux as a character but sometimes when i read ginger rose stuff i'm like i get
0: it like (laughs) (laughs) like, that's so understandable
1: (laughs) and it's only for me with ginger rose fix because when it's a raylo fic with Hux in it um there aren't very many moments where Hux gets to be and like a, anything but sort of like a background or like um he just gets to make a couple comments um I have read some Raylo ones where he is like definitely just on par as a main character as Kylo despite it being a Raylo fic and Ooh. those ones I, I do like him in that but like when it's Jindra specifically I find myself being like I could I could get into Hux like I could (laughs) especially when I see like especially when I see like fan art so like um, Lilith makes some really good art too and so it's just like yeah yeah I get it Uh, so (laughs) so what where did finer things come from like how did that story come about and like what like tell me everything because it's only (laughs) three it's only three chapters but like They're so good.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much. And they're like massive like monster chapters like I like to do. Yeah. So I'm really glad. I'm really glad you mentioned Lilith. Um, she was the one who prompted me that story. She gave me a really detailed prompt and um, I just kind of ran with it. She wanted like car collector Hux and I don't remember specifically how he wanted, oh, he wanted a car collector Hux and then like tattoo or mechanic Rose. Yeah. And I just absolutely went bananas with it because I love doing that. (laughs) Um, There's a few stories of mine that are like specifically prompted by Lilith, either her art or like by her herself. Um, But yeah, with uh, finer things, I just I love taking hucks from like that cardboard cutout kind of like mean, evil meat puppet because like he really is like so one dimensional and like such a weasel. Like his character really isn't built to be very likable, which is right. why I kind of love him. I love like horrible, unlikable characters. I just have such an affinity for them. I don't really know why. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I never really write him like horrible and weaselly like enough <laughs> for my yeah. own taste, um, but it was a combination of like loving these two uh, kind of characters who are sort of difficult in personality and kind of like Mm -hmm. a little bit like bigger than life, I should say. Like, I love how they're both like super kind of like, impulsive and like super strong in like what they believe like they don't have a lot of moral grayness to them like either or and like finding a way to like get them to come together is always really interesting um in finer things I also love being able to just write a completely just ass over kettle or ass over tea kettle just like completely obsessed with her hugs like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's my favorite thing I feel like his character really lends uh, lends well to being like a, a really a really creepy okay. <laughs> kind of like obsessive person, which is kind of how I write him in, in all of my fix. Yeah. Um, and so having having that dynamic was was really interesting. I haven't really done a lot of like getting together fix also. and mm-hmm. so that one was kind of a big like a, a big. Not, I guess maybe like kind of a test for me, just because um I really like writing established relationship over like getting people together and kind of raising that tension and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So like, and also I love the idea of them being separated by technology, like uh, her having like an OnlyFans and him like watching from the outside and stuff like that. It felt kind of true to how they might be in canon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I also kind of forget my stories almost as soon as I write them. So a reminder of finer things is, like, really funny. Um, But, yeah, it was mostly due to uh, Lilith's brilliant idea. I really can't thank her enough for, like, giving me that prompt and, like, giving me that space to write it Um, and, like, drawing all these really inspirational things. Um, The way she draws Hux is, like, really suave and, like, really hot. I'm like, how can I marry the, like, free... (laughs) The, like weird weasley creep with like this hot guy with like Donald charism- charisma charisma, but like still make it believable, you know what I mean? And like still make yeah. him a partner that you wouldn't like not want for her. Like it, it's kind of like a fun challenge as a writer. So <laughs> yeah, he uh,
1: yeah, he's so, <laughs> he's so hot. Like, okay, so I, I think I've talked about Donald. Um I talked when's the last time I talked about him? Oh, on the live stream with Liz. Um, we had talked about some of the movies that i love him in um and like two of my favorite movies are um frank which not a lot of people have seen frank uh I don't unfortunately. Think I that one. yeah it's it's um it's really good he he's uh playing alongside michael fassbender um who is playing a real life musician um who like would perform with this giant paper mache head on um and (laughs) donald's character joins their band and um because his other band is like not doing so well so he's like i'm gonna join with this band who's like with this guy who's like really weird and sort of like take over sort of and and try to Blast them into being famous because I he has very utilitarian motives, but um his character in that is not not like <laughs> you don't like fall in love though he's, he's kind of an asshole, but <laughs> um I I like Donald's acting in that one and that one's a, that one's an older one it's from 2014 um and then I love About Time because he's just so freaking totally. charming in that one. Um, he really
0: is. He needs to be like a romantic lead in something again.
1: Yeah, seriously, give him and and I want to see him uh in roles that Lilith draws him in <laughs> right but he it's hasn't me. gotten a chance to do that yet at least as far as I know with what I've seen so like I- I'm just waiting for the day we get like suave asshole really hot like, <laughs> like
0: <please. laughs> Donald he has Harker. a new one coming out where he's like a serial killer which is hot yes
1: yes which <laughs> I do he, want to see that
0: <laughs> same like oh I love I love Creep Donald so much um he's like really hot in run but run is not that great uh okay. he has really good chemistry with Merritt Weaver in that which is really ooh, it's really good <laughs> <laughs> I really loved him in The Revenant that's my favorite performance of his
1: I don't I haven't seen that one yeah that I one i haven't seen a lot of his work so
0: no it's uh don't watch it just for him because it's you know a, kind of a slog but he like has a beard the whole time and he's like just looking like he has the worst day of his life the whole time and oh, <laughs> great it's my favorite
1: <laughs> is, is run the one where i keep seeing a lot of gifts from and like yeah okay okay Yes. Okay. Yes, he's looking very. You could familiar. like put
0: that one on in the background. Like you don't have to pay attention. It like kind of falls apart in the second half. But like, oh my gosh, <laughs> he is so. Whew. Like I said, he could have chemistry with a rock. I feel like. <laughs> so he and Merritt Weaver. Oh my gosh, is is perfect.
1: Okay, I'll have to check that one out. Um, so with um ginger rose since that's kind of predominantly where you live i'm assuming based on what i've seen of your ao3 history um why what are some of your favorite stories to put them in because like i've only read i've only read finer things i haven't read anything else um i think that was literally that might have been the first pick of yours that i've read at least based off of like what i'm looking at in terms of um what they're about that's the only one that like pops out where it's like yeah I remember reading that one there's a chance I've probably read another one I just don't remember <laughs> um
0: Are you, like other people's fics or like my pick? no yours yours so like oh, out of
1: yours finer things is the only one that I that by looking at the bio I remember vividly that I've read and I I'm pretty sure I've read other ones of yours when I was sort of getting into trying to read more Ginger Rose, but I don't remember because like when I find something that I'm interested in, I read like eighty fix like back to <laughs> back just to be like I want to know why people like these things. I want to read the stories. So it's probably a chance that I've read more from you. But um, what are some of your favorite stories to write um, Ginger Rose in and or like your favorite uh, ways to write them? Like do you like to write um, Huck's being a little more um, how he is in finer things or do you like him being a little bit softer do you prefer to write roses more sort of um uh, what's the word i'm looking for not not like mean (laughs) uh yeah yeah yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah um i definitely kind of tend more towards that like kind of difficult dynamic um my first pick for them was dark doom honey um the like marriage fic the literal novel That is like half just sex um that was my first one with them and um that one was where i wanted to drop them in the middle of like a really close like established relationship and kind Mm -hmm. of figure out like how they could possibly work like like how could i make it so that rose is like equal in this relationship and she like is getting like what she wants while being in character and the same for him like how do i get him to be like sort of redeemed but i also like I like him, like, kind of unredeemed. I love writing uh, evil characters that don't really apologize or go super soft. Um, I love keeping that kind of edge to them with, like, the little claws out. Mm-hmm. So the dynamic where they're both being, like, difficult and rude to each other is, like, just absolutely my favorite. I try not to skew super soft just because it doesn't end up feeling quite true to character for both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I like reading him soft sometimes. But um, when they're, like, fighting, like, I guess this – the the tag would be like kiss kiss or slap kiss kiss slap or something like that um where they're like bullying each other like uh personally that's like my own kind of love style is like <laughs> uh is uh bullying as flirting basically <laughs> <laughs> um and I love doing that I love writing aggressive people and people who are like really difficult and people who are are tough to get to know and who are like maybe a little bit more closed off unless there was someone else. So mm-hmm. I love kind of diving into that dynamic. So Dark Doom Honey was like my first foray into that. Um, kind of maintaining the balance between these two people. And um, I'm really grateful for the response that one has gotten. Um, a lot of people like still read it and people will still recommend it on Twitter. And I'm so like kind of shocked because it's like 60,000 words of like one scenario so it's a lot to get through um, okay. but that's definitely like my favorite dynamic for them is like figuring out how these two difficult people can coexist and, and be really happy without losing either of themselves. Um, I think a lot of times when we're writing like evil redeemed men they kind of lose their claws and they kind of maybe lose themselves a little bit so I'm I'm really interested in um in relationships where they get to be themselves still, um, mm-hmm. but a little bit changed. Yeah. And um, my next favorite one was um, Country Girl, uh, Shake It For Me, which is where he, like, owns a bar, and she's, like, a, a dancer and, a, and, like, a waitress there, and they, like, have all this sexual tension, and he's, like, taking care of her, but, like, in his way, he's, like, bringing her food and, like, being, like, sweet to him in this like uh, in this, like, difficult way. Um, and having them, like, break through their own, like, their own limitations, I guess, to, like, be together. That one I I really loved. So, yeah, I guess just, like, having people figure out, like, how they can coexist, um, is really interesting to me. Um, I don't tend to write too much fluff or too much, like, getting together or, or anything where they're not, like, immediately together and just, like, trying to wear each other's skin, basically. Right. Um, (laughs) Uh, I really love writing about like obsessive love and stuff like that and I feel like they both kind of lend themselves their characters lend a, are really are really good for that so it, it's it's really fun so when you write
1: um when you write Reylo do you prefer to keep or do you prefer um to keep Kylo as Kylo or do you like to write Redemption Ben um does that sort of go alongside the same sort of thing that you do for ginger rose where it's like we like to have mean boy <laughs>
0: <laughs> so with Reylo, um they 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 just get so soft which is just so beautiful they have this like okay. intimate understanding of each other and and that's i think really wonderful and such a beautiful dynamic um but for me um i really like it when it feels not like a struggle, but when two people are like intentionally like choosing each other, I guess. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And not to say that Raylo doesn't have that dynamic. There's so many different like ways to to write them and stuff like that. Um, But as for Raylo specifically, um, I haven't really written them. I've only written like one. I wrote my original story with them where he was definitely Ben and he was kind of like a little bit more closed off and kind of soft and definitely going through his own thing. Um, I love how Ben is so like, emotional um and emotionally chaotic um just the way that I love Hux how he's like really cold and he doesn't really have that kind of internal turmoil uh or, or he might but he doesn't show it at all um, Yeah, I love how Ben is kind of like uh he's kind of like a uh he reminds me a lot of like my husband um and and I really love that but I'm also like that's kind of like my everyday life so I like writing someone that's kind of different someone who isn't as emotional Mm-hmm. But uh, sorry, anyway, for Reylo, um, I only wrote, I've written like a non-con for them and he was being like creepy and obsessive. So I guess um, I go a little bit more for Kylo, but I think both are really fun. I think he's such a fun character. He uh, He's definitely more malleable than Hux. I think Hux is a little bit more difficult to get right and to kind of still have him feel true to like his character in canon and also have him feel like a viable romantic option. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Ben is just like such a a beautiful hero like he's just ready to go so I like I guess I like a little bit more of a challenge that's fair
1: no I 100% get it um and and I feel like um not to say that I I mean I obviously love Raylo Raylo fix but you there aren't very many um ginger rose authors out there like specifically ginger rose and i and i could be wrong in sort of equating it with sort of how small but potentially more there's more than like the clyde Felia ship which i've just sort of gotten uh caught wind on recently um but that's like uh out of universe ship essentially but not really cuz it's like relo but it's like clyde and <laughs> it's like it's like relo but like not relo um yeah. But, like, there aren't very many um, other in-universe characters that have a lot of fix written about them. Uh, at least that I know of, anyway. I could be wrong. Like, I would love to know if there's a lot of Storm Pilot, like, centric um, fix out there um, where they're not, like, background characters. I'm sure there are. But if there are that people know of, please send them to me. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I, I 100% understand. And I think that ginger rose is something that is so it, it has the opportunity to kind of be told in various different ways because there is so little uh about them as you know individuals and then let alone scenes that they have together um whereas like with relo we get so much content all the time and then like i was saying earlier whenever like photos of adam and daisy there's always like a that are built but like with ginger rose i don't see that quite as often so i think that that does that feel a little freeing for you? I guess in a way where you don't yeah. have to, yeah, where you're not, you're not limited because there's like not much out there already. Yeah, that's
0: kind of that's kind of a huge reason why I really like it. Um, I think in general, I like I get really overwhelmed in like a huge social space. So yeah. like with Raylo, there's just so much going on, and there's like so many different ways to ship Raylo. That um, you know everybody like kind of has their flavor that they really like, whereas with Ginger Rose, we're all kind of like starting from scratch basically and kind yeah. of like coming up with our own stuff so I I really like the smaller space there and kind of the way that like there's not a ton of like dedicated ginger rose shippers so I feel like I know everybody really well and like whenever mm-hmm. we have like a, a long fit going or like someone posts something it's like really big for all of us because we're like oh my god content <laughs> yeah yeah I, I really like that and we can kind of like come up with our own sort of like dynamics for them and like our own sort of group headcanons and stuff like that. It's, uh, I, I really dig that. It's not as, as overwhelming and it doesn't feel like I'm missing a ton of stuff or mm-hmm. I feel like if I missed a couple days on Twitter or something, I don't feel like I'm like, you know, super behind or anything like that. Right. Yeah. And, and it's like, and, and, and I, I, yeah, I really do love the fact that there aren't a ton of like ginger Rose centric stuff. So like when you do Reddit, it, it feels like, a little bit more monumental or or something like that um so yeah it's really cool
1: so I I feel like I have like I want to ask a million things but then like (laughs) I don't know where to start because like because yeah like I said I haven't really gotten to talk to someone that predominantly writes ginger um and 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 sort of in the span of a podcast i've obviously seen things on twitter but this <laughs> opens the floor up for many. so if you were to sort of i don't want to say like like pitch ginger rose but like if if someone wanted to like like me say i haven't really read a lot of ginger rose before and i really want to get into it um what would you sort of say or or what could you recommend as like a way to sort of dive into it because like for me i'm so comfortable in my Raylo space because it's just it's it's familiar um mm. and i'm always afraid of like branching out because like and maybe this is dumb but maybe not but like i can read almost anything in the the sphere of Raylo, right so like i'm uh, i'm comfortable reading a, a slew of different topics and, and like genres and um non-con dubcon all that stuff but i'm always afraid of like reading that same thing in a separate like in a different ship because it's like what if it what if it doesn't like hit the same and I don't know if that's (laughs) and I don't don't know know if that's a fear because of like um because I've read Raylo for so long um and I don't want to be turned off to another ship by reading the same thing that I'd be reading in Raylo, but just because it's got different bodies so like how how what would you recommend is like a good starting point um or like how would you sort of how would you convince someone i guess that that wants to branch out into ginger rose but it's kind of afraid to do that i don't know i feel like that's putting you on a spot but <laughs>
0: <laughs> no it's all good um i think well specifically if you're coming from a relo perspective i think ginger rose is in a lot of ways really really similar uh partially mm-hmm. because like star wars doesn't really know how to write diverse characters <laughs> so like they, we have sort of the same setup where it's like a mechanic, a, a tech, like a technologically like smart uh, female character who's like, uh, you know, self-possessed and a little bit more like impulsive and stuff like that. And then you have like big bad evil man. <laughs> yeah, um, it's definitely enemies to lovers. Um, I think sometimes uh, we've framed it as like enemies to lovers, but like not they're not cosmically connected. So they don't have that like inevitability about them. So if you're an enemies to Loverstan, um, I think that Ginger Rose is a really, really good one because they are truly like on opposite sides. I think with Raylo, they both have kind of inherent moral grayness. Both of them are kind of questioning, like Kylo starts his character arc, like questioning like what he's doing. He's never really super connected to the first order. He doesn't mm-hmm. seem to have like a super strong personal connection to that. And Ray too, doesn't seem to have a super strong personal connection to the resistance. She kind of just goes along with them because there's Leia and she's trying to right. figure out stuff about herself. Whereas um, with Ginger Rose, part of what I love about it is um they are both very staunchly on opposite sides. Um, he is like literally, you know, <laughs> murdered billions of people, like making super weapons. He really, really believes in the First Order. He was like indoctrinated in- into it from a really young age. Um, and that's like you know, what he believes he would live and die by that. And on the opposite side, you have Rose, who our first introduction to her is, like, tasing the hero because he's going against the resistance. Like, she also really believes in what she's in, uh, in her side. And, you know, her planet was, like, destroyed by the First Order. She really has, like, super strong stakes going into it. And so, like... Yeah trying to get them together. um, I think it's like truly a very strong like enemies to lovers kind of situation. So if that's your style, like it's a, it's a really, a really good one. Um, That's really, uh, I literally love that, that sort of thing for them. I come from like a, my family was in the military. My husband was in the military. His family was in the military. And so like, I I think it's really interesting to explore these characters who are so strongly influenced by like ideology and kind of like the cause that they're fighting for to the point to where they like are a little bit depersonalized like to that end and um, getting them to both be together and like grow into their own as people um, Mm -hmm. and kind of like figure out a middle ground after this like huge war that. Uh, in the story kind of doesn't end up meaning anything um I think that like having them overcome that like indoctrination and stuff like that is like really profound and a really powerful kind of uh connection um finding each other like in their humanity through that is just like super beautiful to me it's also a huge challenge as a writer so it's really fun that way um but also um I don't know. For me, I would just show them like Lilith's art because I'm so obsessed with it or like show right. them <laughs> how beautiful they are together. Just like, <laughs> they're not a super like, um, you don't see couples that look like them a lot, like a, a much shorter, like, um, a darker, like Asian girl. And then like a taller guy who like, doesn't really look like a super normal romantic lead. I think that that's like really interesting mm-hmm. book to like read and write and like stare at <laughs> in art for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> um, the physical chemistry is really fun. Um, there's also a few fix that I would definitely recommend for people that aren't mine. Um, there's a lot of, like, um, verse fix where um, they go from, like, being on opposite sides of the war or, like, Hux being, like, a prisoner of war in the resistance or, you know, spy Hux and then going from there that are really, really good um, that kind of, like, go through all that without any of the, uh, the force or like the inevitability of fate that you might get with Raylo or like Um, other shit like that, um, that I really, really dig.
1: Okay. Yeah. No, 100% you've convinced me. Cause like, that's a, that's a, that is a perspective that I never really thought about to that capacity. Like you are right. You, Yeah
0: wow okay (laughs) i think about it too much (laughs) no
1: i mean that's really cool because yeah you're right like there is no use of the force between those two yeah hux is so far up the first order's ass like (laughs) like you know and and then oh my gosh yeah okay well i'm 100 invested um i mean I, i was already like sort of reading more ginger rose uh as i as it came up up but like now i'm like now i understand which is like always the case for me because it's like like i said i'm so comfortable in my relo space that it's really hard for me sometimes to catch wind of like well why this ship which is why i was interested in talking to um clydefilia authors because it's mm-hmm. like how did that come about because like yeah it's relo jason but they're like two different even like genres of film and, you know, two different characters. So it was really cool to hear why people did ship that. So um, I really appreciate that. That that was yeah. very insightful <laughs> um, and a really good response to anyone listening that might <laughs> have had the same, same question as me. Um, if that doesn't convince you, I really don't know what else can.
0: <laughs> right. Like, oh, I think about it too much. And yeah, just to go on that, I love how they're both like, their characters feel so similar like when you kind of get into them they're both kind of like I think a lot of people think that Hux is like a really good villain or he could make a good villain which I really don't agree with I think that like from uh from uh uh what is it Force Awakens um, mm-hmm. <laughs> he is like presented as this kind of like ineffectual like dweeb basically like He is stepping in, like, the Empire's footsteps. He doesn't have a lot of his own original ideas. And he just runs around screaming his head off, like, spouting ideology and, like, trying to get people to think he's big. But he, like, really isn't, like, he doesn't do anything but, like, run to Snoke crying about things. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Which I think um, makes him really, like, uh, it, like, cuts his power down in a really funny way. And in the same way, there's, like, Rose, who, like, is really great and, and she's like the the everyman character but she also like causes a lot of chaos and like kind of fucks everything up for <laughs> for the resistance and so in in like her um her desire to like you know change things and get things done she like runs around and and kind of just tries to take things into her own hands and kind of fails at it in a way that I think is uh really, really, really interesting. And I think part of why people really don't like her character because like she does like She does, does, you know, get stuff done, but she also, like, kind of messes it up. And I think that it's a a really fun dynamic for the both of them. Just, like, these two blustery idiots who, like, really believe in these things really strongly and kind of, like, need to find themselves, like, outside of that. I think it's really intriguing.
1: Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so like you should just, you should just be the spokesperson for ginger rose. Like the pitch, you're the pitch, the pitch person. <laughs>
0: oh, dude. I've convinced a few people. I got my husband into it.
1: <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. Cause like, I definitely didn't view that, it, like that ship in that light at all whatsoever, but like you've pretty much broken it down for me and it makes sense. So like, yeah, 100%, I get it. Um, And I, and I think going into Ginger Rose Fix moving forward, I'll have that mindset now of like, you know, why, what potentially why are these characters written that way and like all this whole
0: backstory? So that's really freaking cool, man. <laughs> I, know, I love them. I, I love them so much. They're so interesting and they're side characters. So there's not a lot of canon to like right. ruin the fan interpretation. You know what I mean? Like there's just enough for us to like kind of snatch it and go, which I think is so fun. Yeah um so if you
1: i guess because of this and i and i get the opportunity to ask this because uh nothing really happened between those two in the films but would you if you could go back to sort of like put some writing notes in for the the movies what would you have added or or done to sort of make their characters interact a little bit more because, like I said, we only got the one deleted scene. Um, But obviously, you know, her and Finn were in, they were on the ship. They were in the, uh, they infiltrated the First Order. And I, and I fathom that they were there for quite some time probably a lot more than what we were shown in the film so that's an opportunity to like
0: <laughs> yeah that's one of my favorite create. genres of ginger rose fake is like yeah. him discovering her like in uniform on the ship and like right. <laughs> <laughs> uh and all that stuff i really like uh reading like dubcon and non-con so like that situation okay. is always like really interesting for me um there's a really good fic um by the author secret Raylow trash who it's called cat's cradle where like he finds her in uniform and basically like convinces her to have sex with him. And it's not like non-con, it's sort of dub con, but like not really because she's like into it. And that's Mm -hmm. what really got me into the ship was like, oh my God, this like weird creepy man who like really wants this girl, oh, it's so beautiful. (laughs) Um, But I would definitely keep the like the bite scene in Last Jedi because I think it shows us a really interesting view of Hux. And I also really love the like, the symbology i guess of like rose directly just biting the shit out of him <laughs> like like directly like kicking the first order like however she can i also yeah. think that like it would have been so great to see in rise of skywalker like them interacting as like spy master and spy to like kind of flesh out like his whole spy arc um, which is right <laughs> yeah it's like Contra- it's like a weird story decision for jj it was definitely kind of a, a <laughs> it was definitely like a cheap way out but i also really love spyhawks i think it's a really funny turn for his character because like i think what fuels him a lot is just pettiness <laughs> which I, <absolutely, laughs> yeah. I love i love the petty <laughs> character it's oh my god it's so so good and so <laughs> like letting that like character decision kind of be fleshed out a little bit more would be really interesting. Um, But I almost want to say that like I don't trust well I think I'm just saying because I don't trust the Star Wars writers because of how Rise of Skywalker turned out but (laughs) I kind of love that there's not a ton of like kind of interaction between them but I think um, it would have been I think Rise of Skywalker would have been a really fun uh, a really fun opportunity for him to like come back to the Resistance and like work with her or like to see that kind of connection a little bit more because a lot of fix um are based on that idea where he was like feeding her information and like they were slowly getting to know each other maybe she like didn't know it was him and so rose like mm. learned that like the first order people can be human too just like uh he learns that the resistance you know also has their own mission and stuff like that so i think that would have been, been beautiful
1: i blocked out that movie so much that it didn't even click to me that he huh. was talking to rose <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, it's not. It's definitely not canon, but like it really. Oh, like... oh okay. I was <laughs> um, like, "Is but... that?"
1: I was like, "That's the truth." He was the one feeding information to them. Like, what?
0: <laughs> I think um, I'm I'm not. I can't remember specifically, but she's like the uh the commander of like the 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 squadron that's like researching the first order. So it would make sense that like he would be talking to her,
1: um, gotcha. because she's like higher
0: up and and directly like researching the first order. So okay. it like canonically it like makes a lot of sense but i don't think it actually happened that way
1: got it got it got it okay i mean yeah i would actually love to see that too and like a huge part of me thinks that like um (laughs) maybe he just wanted to have his own like uh ray situation because he gets to witness uh firsthand so to speak um kylo's like descent into yeah. falling in love with Ray so he's like I too want that <laughs> who, can, who can I have that with and he's just like oh Amazing. that one.
0: <laughs> oh, beautiful oh my god oh dude whenever someone posts about how wonderful it would have been to see like Ben and Hux like back in the resistance like <laughs> slowly oh. getting turned by these like hard-ass women just like oh that's my favorite scenario
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i would i would love to see more yeah like you're right There's a skywalker would have been the perfect opportunity to like have more more um ginger rose there um because like he deserves to be happy too he is a little shit but like <laughs> you can tell
0: like he just like <laughs> he just doesn't have anything else going for him like canon backstory it's like really unnecessarily messed up <laughs>
1: Um, I don't, I know that his dad was an asshole. That's like, that's like the yeah. only thing that I know. <laughs> so, like, it's
0: in the comics. So I don't know how like Canon Canada is, but like, there's okay. a scene, there's like a lot of scenes in the comics and in like the books where he's like this kid who is like genuinely like really terrified and like really just like wants to please his like her, like horrendously assholeish father. He's like, mm. uh, he's like really scared the whole time. And he's like, has this power, like, his father when he's like eight or something um there's like this line in this novel it's I think it's Aftermath where um uh he there's like a an officer who goes up to Hux and he's like do you know where we're going on this ship and Hux is like uh no and he's like just like this sniffling like scared kid and the officer is like wow your dad doesn't really like you does he and Hux is like uh no I don't think so <laughs> it's like that's written in there And like there's a scene, like the first scene in his comic is like him bringing like a drink to like his father and like another Imperial officer. And he like drops it because he's like nervous. And his dad like makes him lick the glass off the floor. (laughs) (gasps) It's like so bad. And it's like, why did you make him like such a little sad baby if you didn't want him to eventually like be redeemed? Like I understand that Star Wars just kind of does that. But like yeah. it's so like there's a there's a there's a people in there there's a little there's a cute little guy <laughs> like and like bringing that back out I think is like so it's so fascinating to me yeah. so yeah he like there's like you know there's like glimpses of him being a person I think that I that are just mm, beautiful and then well, he's course, just like
1: just- I see Kylo who is who also used to be mean like being happy so like I guess I could do. right (laughs) poor kid oh my god
0: (laughs) it's so bad like I I saw and I was like why did they do that (laughs) like just make him like a little evil baby it's fine but no they made him like this really scared empathetic kid who just gets like you know handed all this power over like the stormtrooper program when he's really young he's just like indoctrinated from such a young age he really like in the same way that like Ben like always has that voice in his head hawks always like had people around him like hammering him into this shape he like never really gets a chance to like be a person so like giving him that and fanon is just like it's so great
1: yeah oh
0: right (laughs) so (laughs) so unnecessary (laughs) (laughs) um gosh poor (laughs) house um (laughs) i know it's so much and that's why i really love like i really uh I really connected to his character like in that way. Cause like I had a hell yeah. of a childhood too. So like I really love this character who like obsessively like grabs for power, still doesn't really manage to like do it very well and just like flails around until he eventually dies. Like I just think that it's so he's so compelling to me. Yeah.
1: Um, well that's gonna make me like <laughs> view him <laughs> in such a so different way. Sorry. <laughs> I know, <that's> so bad. <laughs>
0: um wow <laughs> right well... it's, yeah it's like oh my gosh yeah star wars loves a very tragic backstory for an evil man and then just not giving him any hope for the future it's right. so well, i love that's it why so we i love have
1: you guys <laughs> that's why we have you guys to come in and write all the good the good feel goods. Um Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's, so, that's so sad. Um, well, dang. So let's on that note
0: You <laughs> know <laughs> we're like laughing. Just like, oh my god.
1: let's uh let's go on to the next portion sort start sort of start wrapping up here but um the note section is kind of where it's kind of like an open open platform so like if you wanted to talk about something that we didn't get to talk about or if you want to touch on anything else it's sort of like your space to bring other stuff to the table or you know what have you if you want to uh continue a conversation that we didn't get around to
0: Oh, oh! There's so many. I feel like I really want to recommend some of my friends' fix that are really good. If anybody's like interested in Ginger Rose, um, yeah, <laughs> I feel like, like we go for a it a lot of this stuff. Um, so there, the one there's a couple of like long fix right now that are going that I'm like obsessed with that I think that deserve a lot of attention. There's um, the Kingdom of Dirt um, by Junior Starcatcher, and that one is um, about. Hux choosing Rose from, like, this brothel and, like, mm-hmm. bringing her onto his ship. And, like, they have this whole... It's basically, like, a whole redemption arc and, and stuff like that. And she's handling it so beautifully, like, really giving a lot of humanity to this, like, very evil guy. She balances it really well. So I'd really mm-hmm. recommend that one. And then um, for, like, a canon and a Ufic where Hux is, like, a lot softer, he's, like, that super sexy, like, stoic, bearded, just delicious... Um, it's called Oh Conscience, uh, Where Will You Carry Me? by um, Wettersons. That one I'm absolutely obsessed with right now. Um, it's so, so good. Uh, another really good, like, kind of redemption arc, like, where they're kind of shoved together. Um, uh-huh. And it's super beautiful. Um, there's also um, my friend, um, her username on AO3 is um, Elf Maiden of Light. She has uh, one of the original really good, like, Um, Hux and rose getting together in canon it's called um the patron saint of lost causes um if you're interested in like a canon verse like how could they possibly work that one is like super brilliant she's also making a canon verse like abo fic called uh take my hand set me free that's like beautiful um and there's so many there are so many authors who have done like such beautiful work like Um, making Ginger Rose seem super realistic. Um, I already mentioned Cat's Cradle. That one was uh, a super formative one for me. There's also the series called, uh, He Does Not Covet Worthless Things. Um, where, if you're someone who's like, Rose really deserves better, like, I'm interested in this ship, but I'm like kind of on the edge, I think that Rose deserves better, which I agree with. Um, that one is a super beautiful interpretation of uh, Hux being like a really harsh, uh, difficult character and Rose being super soft and them still finding that like middle ground. It's kind of one of those that's like a modern AU with like glimpses into canon verse that's like super good. Um, and there's so many that I'm forgetting, but those are the ones at the top of my head that I think that like, if you're ginger rose curious, you should like check those out. They, uh, they all convinced me to like, really just lose my mind to this, (laughs) to this crack ship that, uh, has like kind of taken over. (laughs) That's amazing. Um, Yeah.
1: I'll be sure to link um, all of them below. Um I found some of them as you were listing them. Uh, some of them if you wouldn't mind sending to me on Twitter. Oh, so sure. I can get I'll send them, all of them to you. Get them linked. <laughs>
0: cool. Um,
1: well that's amazing. I'm gonna probably read a bunch of these. So
0: <laughs> Yeah, they're they're so good. And and what's really cool is like everybody has such a unique like take on their dynamic. And I think it's it's really cool to kind of see how everybody thinks about them. And then of course if you're like ever If you have never heard of the ship, you should look up Lilith Thor on Twitter because she's, like, the king princess of the ship. She (laughs) is so, like, her art is just amazing. I fell out of Star Wars fandom for a while in 2021, and then I saw art of, like, oh, I just saw, I think it was one of her NSFW where she's, like, (laughs) it was just, oh, angels sang in my head. I was, like, oh, I'm never escaping them, am I? So, (laughs) 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 you need some beautiful things to look at, oh she's the best yeah her artist is like
1: phenomenal and um it always makes it always like bums me out that as far as I know she doesn't have a shop because I'm like right? I want, where can I buy I want to buy like I was like I want to um, cover my body in your art bro seriously seriously it's like um uh Gutless Wonder as well who yeah. like I was one of the very lucky few that snagged the last jedi romance novel um art before (laughs) i think it got taken down um but like me and my friend we were the like lucky few that were able to order the print before the i i don't know if she had a cease and desist i can't remember but like uh it did get taken down and now like i'm like dude i want to buy more of your art but i know that you don't sell it anywhere anymore
0: (laughs) no for real it's so painful but it's like Uh, i guess like (laughs)
1: like i want a poster of the art she did for Chasing Lightning, because I loved that fic. Um, it's I love Rockstar AUs, but
0: yeah, um, the one where he has the mask or whatever. Yeah, freaking yeah, yeah! I want it. I want so that beautiful.
1: Art so bad, but I know that she doesn't sell it. And I'm like, guys, give me their art.
0: <laughs> Literally, there's so many of Liliths that I like want as like posters. I want yeah. tattoo on my face. I want phone Seriously. cases. Like, oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> I just yeah, so it. I mean like I know why they don't sell it cuz like obviously so Disney's so protective of everything so it's just kind of annoying but maybe one day maybe one day we'll be able to buy art from people but yeah um Lilith like Lilith Ginger's art is some of my favorite art on on the internet so um like I mean, all of her, her art in general, but like the Ginger Rose ones are the ones that get me interested, and I'm like, holy shit! Like, do I want to? Right. It? Like I, wanna I love, read
0: this. <laughs> I love how she draws hugs, and then how she draws Rose, like kind of curvier than Kelly. Like than yeah. Kelly is. Like she yeah. draws her like, oh my gosh! Like she has like a little tummy. She has like oh, just beautiful boobs and just like yeah, so lovely. It's one of my favorite things to write too. They're they're like body difference. It's so good.
1: Yeah. Seriously. It's. <laughs> it's fantastic um so that's uh gosh i wish we could talk for a little bit longer but we're already over an hour so (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) so let's go on to the the ending here um we've already kind of gone over like creator shout out so we'll skip that but um i I started a new segment of uh something called i like it when and the way that i describe it is like if i were to come to you who as someone who's never read fan fiction before who wants to read fan fiction um how would you pitch it to me um by saying i like it when blank like what would you say to get me to read fan fiction
0: (laughs) oh Oh, uh, <laughs> um, I mean, I like it when uh mean, difficult men meet mean, difficult women, and they both fall in love and there find out that, that they're a little bit soft inside. So, if you like that, nice. Visuals. It's so beautiful. <laughs> and there it is. I love it. Um,
1: <laughs> um, where can people find you online? Where are the best places to hang out with you?
0: Um, on Twitter, I'm at Sarah's Just Peachy. Um, on archive of our own. I'm at Leggies, and that's basically it. I'm a, uh, I'm just a two website kind of gal, two nice. brain cells, you know?
1: that's i wish i could i wish i could do that i literally have like two <laughs> twitter accounts three instagram accounts two tiktok accounts i run all of everything so oh
0: my god it's multi-talented <laughs> amazingness i, love I know it. <laughs> it's,
1: it's a lot um and obviously for me you guys know where to find me i'm on twitter at bnb underscore pod i'm on instagram at bookmarked and busy podcasts. it's either podcast or pod same for uh, TikTok, bookmarked and busy pod, or podcast. One day I'll figure it out. Um, <laughs> uh, don't forget to follow Kiki Waffle, our amazing hosts and editors at Kiki underscore Waffle. Um, I just I forgot to mention it in the last episode, but I started a coffee. Um, I do this for free, so I'm not I don't have sponsors or anything. So I started a coffee, which will be linked below. Feel free to donate if you'd like. Um, I'm trying to upgrade all my my shit that I've got going on here because my headset's falling apart. But I want to get a better one, um, all that stuff. So anything you donate will go straight back into production stuff for me on my end. Um, and then on Twitter is where you can find. Um, saturday support club every saturday if i remember because sometimes i forget (laughs) um is a saturday support club where i will basically uh prompt you guys to share a, a fic that has 300 kudos or less or a smaller author who has a like a not not large following on socials and that's just kind of like something i do to help amplify some of the smaller creators that um Twitter and algorithm, that non AO3 algorithm, there is no AO3 and algorithm. I learned that. <laughs> but the Twitter algorithm, or, you know, maybe just like uh, the fanfic fandom tends to just sort of bypass. So that's your space to shout out, self wreck, do whatever you want to do. Um, and then occasionally I'll do one tweet fix where I just prompt out, send out a prompt, excuse me, for you guys to write a story in one tweet. And all the ones that I've posted so far have, uh, Garnered some great stories. So, thanks to everyone who participates. But I mostly do that for you guys because I know your brains are always on (laughs) autopilot or like so full of other ideas. And sometimes it's cool to just get out one short little story that you don't have to think about anymore. So, (laughs) yeah, uh, follow me on Twitter for all that fun stuff. But thank you so much, Sarah, for being a guest on the pod. It was so cool talking to you. And I'd love to have you on again because I feel like Ginger Rose uh, has more things that can be discussed
0: (laughs) oh for sure for sure we should have like a ginger rose round table yeah (laughs) i actually would love to
1: so if you like because the only i don't know that many ginger rose writers other than you and um like lilith who's the author but or artist but um if you know someone that you think might want to be on the round table like let's do it let's put together because i think that'd be really fun
0: Oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing some convincing in some group chats. Don't yes. you worry. <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And then
1: and then message me and we'll get it planned because I I want to start doing roundtables with a bunch of people. Um, it's just a matter of getting people together. And then like some people don't want to be on a podcast, and I'm like I totally get it. Um, so yeah, if anyone is willing to be on with you, like let's all just start a group chat and get a date set up because I think that'd be really fun.
0: No, I love it. That's awesome. And thank you for all that you do. It's been you're just such a such a great like leader in the fandom really oh, really, valuable, <laughs> really valuable stuff you're doing because yeah it's really it can be hard for like smaller authors on twitter to kind of get going and stuff like that so that's always really that's always really appreciated
1: yeah well thank you i just do my best i do my best within the means that i'm able to so um and I, honestly i just i don't do a lot of the work it's all you guys and i just <laughs> get to sit here and like talk to you and and like get excited about the same things that you guys are excited <laughs> about so thank you and every other author and who's been on and who hasn't been on and will be on in the future or, and creators. because i've talked to artists too um speaking of artists um the next episode will have someone that completely blows my mind every time i see their artwork and that's cello i'm oh so God. excited because what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> oh, so the art is so good <laughs> like i need to talk about how like the process like it, every time i see a picture that she's done i'm like that's there's no way
0: <laughs> it's so yeah realistic. some of these fan artists just are oh, so, so good blessings to us in the fandom
1: yeah, I'm super excited to talk to her. So yeah, Um, again, thank you for being on and let's get a roundtable going. And until then, guys, I will see you in the next episode. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>